You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And hello and welcome into the Braves postcast, part of the all-new Lockdown Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley, Jake Mastriani with you after what was a very profitable evening for the Atlanta Braves in the opener of a three-game set against the New York Mets. They used some good pitching and some timely hitting and a little bit of that home run power that the Braves have been known for to pick up a 5-2 win over New York. Take game one of this pivotal three-game series. It's all coming down to this. Braves and Mets battling it out in this set that could very well decide or go a long way anyway towards who's going to win this National League East race. We're going to talk all about it, all the big performances from this game, and, of course, get you set up for Game 2 of the series. Before we do, and as always, I want to remind you to subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta on YouTube and make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. Well, Jake, I think that a little bit of everything went a long way for the Braves on this night. They got just enough Max Freed, just enough good bullpen work, and just enough offense and home runs to beat the Mets on a day Jacob DeGrom pitched and tie this thing up at 98 wins apiece atop the NL East. What a night at the ballpark, an electric atmosphere on top of that. It was a great night uh, at the ballpark, obviously. And I agree, you know, this was obviously a game you have to win. Every game's pretty much must win. But to start this series and to beat Jacob DeGrom, you know, kind of sets the tone for the rest of the weekend. So thought that was absolutely great. I know we'll get into it, but, you know, responding to that run that Max Freed led up that never should have happened and then responding right back to that and taking the lead again, I think kind of set the tone for this whole game. So you love the Atlanta Braves coming back, bouncing back after a tough loss and their last game coming out tonight, taking down Jacob DeGrom, which was a very exciting, entertaining game. Yeah, and I'll tell you, and the Braves historically, it's just if you can find a way to win on a day that Jacob DeGrom starts, you'll take that no matter how it occurs. And, you know, they weren't, you know, knocking him all over the ballpark, but the Braves found themselves some uh, opportune pitches to hit some key home runs and build up a 3-1 lead over the New York Mets. And as you mentioned, the first of their runs on the night really is a run that had no business scoring. Let's talk about game number 157 for the Braves. Game one of three in this three-game set, Mets and Braves now each 98 and 59 on the year. Mets had two runs, eight hits, and no errors. Six men left aboard. Braves had five runs on eight hits, no errors, and two men left on base. Max Freed is the winner, 14 and seven on the season. Jacob DeGrom takes the loss, five and four now, as he tossed six innings, struck out 11, but three solo home runs for the Braves, which we'll get into in a moment. Kinley Jansen survived the scare. And the ninth inning left the bases loaded and collected his 38th save of the year. Good job for him to dig down and get out of that trouble that he found himself in. Game lasted two hours, 54 minutes, 42,402 on hand to see it. Austin Riley, Matt Olson, Dansby Swanson, the home runs off Jacob DeGrom, and it all backed up Max Freed, who left this game ill after five innings, uh, a four-run ball, or excuse me, four-hit ball, one run, no walks, only three strikeouts. And outside of that second inning in which Eddie Rosario was unable to make two plays in left field, I feel like Max had what it looked like the good enough stuff that he was going to be able to compete on this night and keep up with Jacob DeGrom, and he certainly did that. It's really unfortunate he didn't get to pitch longer in this game because I think we were seeing – you know, that vintage Max Freed that while he's been good, you know, giving up two earned or less than 10 straight starts now, mm -hmm. as we've talked about, it's been a little bit of a battle for him. And I thought he was completely on his game tonight, which is even more impressive when you consider the fact that he was sick. So, uh, I mean, he gave up that run and you said four hits. He should have only allowed two. I mean, an right. average right left fielder 
catches both of those balls, in my opinion. And at some of the trade off, Rosario's been hot. You get his bat in there. Grossman's been kind of cool. You know, I feel like you know, Grossman probably makes at least one of those catches. So it's a little bit of the trade off. But Max Freed, again, was on his game tonight. And I would have loved to seen him go back out there and throw a couple more innings. That's another thing talking about going forward in this series. Braves had to go mm-hmm. to that bullpen early because yeah. of that. I think Freed gives you at least one, maybe two more innings. And look, you may have to use your best bullpen guys in all three of these games in order to win them. So it would have been great to see him get a, still a couple more innings, save some of that bullpen. But you know how great that bullpen has been. You know, Minter gave up a run. Jansen was a little shaky. But in September, this bullpen has been great, really backed up Freed. But a great start for him, you know, going toe to toe with Jacob DeGrom really should have got through five innings, not allowing a run. So you'd love to see that the extra rest for Max Freed helped, but good to see him have that type of start going in towards the postseason. Feel really good about him as your ace. Yeah, I think you do. And I mean, that's what Max Freed is at this point. It is unfortunate that the illness forced him out after the five innings. Colin McHugh got a little bit of extra time to come in. Man, he, he just picked up right where Max Freed left off. And uh, Colin McHugh here in the second half, I know there were a couple of games here and there, and, and you know, newsflash, every reliever is going to have a couple of games here and there where it just doesn't go well for him. But he has been a great addition to this bullpen, particularly in the middle innings, which could still be viewed very much as a high leverage situation. Even if it's not in the late innings, he's gotten some important outs, covered some important innings for the Braves. He did it again on this night, right? So Iglesias, uh, A.J. Minter, and Kinley Jansen able to help close this thing out as well. Jansen ran into some ninth inning trouble. We'll talk about that more in a moment. But I think he got a, enough Max Freed, though you would have liked more. But the, I think the story of this night, of course, was what the Braves were able to do against Jacob DeGrom, who, look, had the strikeout stuff working, 100-mile-an-hour fastball, nasty slider, using that change up as well. But uh, the Braves got back-to-back home runs from Austin Riley and Matt Olson to provide, as you said, the answer to that run that was scored early against Freed. Riley hitting one to dead center field. Matt Olson hitting one over the Braves bullpen. And I just, I love the the exit of the batter's box from Matt Olson, who crushed a 98-mile-an-hour fastball, and he just knew he got it. And you don't really see the emotional outburst from him, but you could see him turn his head towards the Braves dugout, kind of give him the let's go, flip the bat away, and make that trot around the bases. That's a big go-ahead home run for Matt Olson. And you and I have talked about this all season long. He's had some highs and lows. He's been very streaky. But if there was a time for Matt Olson to find his moments and heat up, that time is now, and he did it on Friday night against one of the best pitchers on the planet. And got himself in a 3-1 count there. And, look, got a fastball down the middle, but it's not easy to just hit 99, even if it's thrown down the middle from Jacob DeGrom. So good on him being patient at the plate. You know, a lot of Braves hitters were very aggressive against Jacob DeGrom, and rightfully so, because you Mm -hmm. wait around and you're going to strike out against him so i understand them being aggressive early but you know matt olson got himself into a hitter's count and took advantage and did not miss that pitch you Mm -hmm. talk about the emotion love the emotion from austin riley too he came around first best base yelling so you know this is a big game this means a lot to these players on both sides and you can see that emotion and love to to see that from them but we've talked about it as well the Braves' offense is you know going to turn into that juggernaut that they've been and can be Riley and Olsen have to get going. I know Michael Harris has kind of moved into that third spot in the order, but you need Riley and Olsen to deliver that pop, and that's exactly what they did. Dansby Swanson as well added a home run later off to Grom to kind of give you that insurance run late, a really good swing on a first pitch, on a fastball down. So you love to see the top of the order delivering again. And I know Acuna didn't get ahead. I think the Rays are going to win this series, though. I think Acuna has to have 
a moment, and hopefully he does in one of these next two games. Hopefully he has a couple moments. Yeah, well, he was kind of my pick to click for this when I was asked, you know, going into this series, who's kind of your X factor? I was like, I'm not going to go any further down the lineup than the guy at the mm -hmm. top. I want to see him really step into this moment on this stage and have the kind of moments that he was, you know, unable to have last year because he had to sit and watch everybody else that had to step in and go on that magical run the Braves did. If you don't think Ronald Acuna Jr. is motivated by the opportunity to be part of this, well, you don't know Ronald Acuna Jr. because I think everybody's kind of feeling it at this moment. And, and to piggyback off what you were saying about Riley and Olsen, yes, they needed to get going and that emotion that we were both talking about. These are two of the more soft-spoken guys that you will find in the Braves clubhouse, maybe in all of baseball. So to see them that fired up lets you know how much these games mean to the Braves, how much they're very well aware of the opponent that they're facing, which has been one of the best teams in baseball all year. And in order to beat a team like that, you're going to have to play at your best. And the Braves were able to do that in game one. It was home run number 38 for Austin Riley, home run number 31 for Matt Olson. Later in the game, you mentioned Dansby Swanson, home run number 23 on the year. And congratulations to Dansby, his 100th home run of his big league career as well. So a great little milestone for him. Hopefully he ended up with that baseball. And a, a funny, a quirky stat because, you know, things are weird like this. The last time that Jacob deGrom gave up back-to-back -back home runs, it was the Braves' first baseman and third baseman who went back-to-back, -back, but it was Josh Donaldson and Freddie Freeman in 2019. Here we've got Matt Olson and Austin Riley in 2022 doing it. And, you know, not often do you see Jacob deGrom giving up three home runs in a game either. That had not happened in three seasons as well. We'll talk a little bit more about the uh, the big plays and the big moments and the big performers of this game. But as always, I want to remind you that Coffee AM is the official sponsor of the Braves postcast. Coffee AM is an Atlanta-based small batch coffee roaster. So head on over to coffeeam.com slash locked on today. Check out, uh, check out their full menu of coffees, teas, and gift sets. A lot of great stuff there. It's coffeeam.com slash locked on. Use the coupon code locked on. You'll save 15% on your first order. Coffee AM, the best small batch coffee roaster in America. Uh, so the Braves were able to get themselves some runs against Jacob deGrom. He left after just 86 pitches. He had struck out 11 batters in six innings and allowed the three home runs. But Atlanta immediately tacked on two more runs in that seventh inning. Rosario, a sack fly. Orlando Arcia, an RBI double. Uh, you know, you, you kind of had some of the, I guess, the, the bottom of the lineup magic that the Braves have leaned on this year. But it was great to see the guys toward the top and in the middle really making a contribution on this night. And probably for Eddie Rosario, I'm sure he was happy he was involved in a little bit of run scoring after what had happened in the second inning. It wasn't exactly, you know, a clean game from the Atlanta Braves. Yes, they got the win, but you look at some things they can clean up, whether it's the two plays by Rosario in left field, balls that need to be caught, mm -hmm. base running mistake by Orlando mm -hmm. Arcia getting caught between third and home there. You got to know where your defenders are at that situation. And then Jansen, obviously, in the ninth inning, a little bit of erratic, hitting a batter. You know, there are some still some things the Braves can clean up, but overall, they got the win. You take down Jacob deGrom. Obviously, you did a lot of good things as well. I mentioned the fact the Braves aggressive early in the count against deGrom, but one thing I liked is that they would still battle in the count. You saw a lot of times they'd get back to, you know, 2-2, mm -hmm. and they'd make him throw some pitches. Yeah, 86 pitches through six innings. You know, DeGrom's probably going to go out there for another inning in the postseason. But one thing that's very important, we've talked about this, you go back to that series in City Field, and what was the Braves' challenge? Getting through those, those beginning innings, the start of the game with a mm -hmm. lead, pitchers going out early, falling behind. You know, that is the key to beating the Mets, and it's not easy because their starters are really good. But if you can match their starters for five, six innings and hang in there, the one weakness, perhaps, of the Mets team is their middle relief. And if you get into the sixth, seventh inning and make them go to their bullpen before you get to Diaz, 
then you got a chance to score some runs. And that's exactly what the Braves were able to do tonight, get some add-on runs late. So, again, it's not easy, but that is part of the game plan to get – get the starter out after six innings and try to go to work against their bullpen to either come back or extend the lead as the Braves were able to do on Friday. Yeah, and you know, the Mets are so good at grinding out of bats at fouling off pitches. I mean, even Tyler Naquin at the end of the game, I mean, Kenley Jansen was having to really dig down deep and, you know, maybe that's the kind of, you know, the gut check or the test that you want to have right now that kind of gets you ready, gets that, that you know, competitive juices flowing for the postseason because Kenley had worked himself into a little bit of trouble. I thought Eduardo Escobar was the key man in that inning. Now, Kinley was around the plate, but Escobar was, I guess, content to take that walk. And as it turns out, that's fortunate for the Braves because Escobar has been one of the hottest hitters in the National League in the month of September. So that walk actually wasn't a bad walk, in my opinion. I did not love that matchup. Kinley did take advantage of Francisco Alvarez, the top prospect. I think he was really eager to have a big moment there. And Kinley was able to punch him out. He lost the bat again and then finally able to you know dig down and get that final out against Tyler Naquin. So you know, all's well that ends well, as you know, as the T-shirt says, he can win ugly, but he can't win or he can't, excuse me, he can't lose pretty. I'm going to get that right since it is printed on the shirt. But be that as it may, there is no pretty loss right now. And the Braves cannot afford losses right now. And quite honestly, neither can the Mets. Everything has built up to a crescendo with these two teams battling it out. 98 wins apiece with five games to play in the regular season, two more games in the series. And we're going to get you set for game two of that series right now after I tell you about betonline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You get reviews and news of every league, MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. Head on over to betonline.net today and use your mobile device to learn more about the action that's happening at BetOnline. It's where the game starts. Braves and Mets meet for game two on Saturday night at Truist Park. Kyle Wright, 20-5 and five on the season, 318 the ERA. Max Scherzer, 11-4, and 213 ERA for him. We know how good Max Scherzer is. We know how good he's been against the Braves this year. But we also know 20-game winner Kyle Wright has been doing some things that Braves pitchers, starting pitchers, that is, and not many guys have been doing in the last 20 years. This, I think, is just one of the next you know steps in the evolution of Kyle Wright. Here's a big game for you to, you know, Take all of the momentum you've had this season and just go out there and handle the Mets lineup. Let the Braves lineup worry about Max Scherzer, but for Kyle Wright, an opportunity to throw a good start against a quality opponent, and as it happens, the biggest rivalry game that the Braves have had all year, and then there's one more after that. So it's a very intriguing pitching matchup for me. What are you looking for from this battle between Wright and Scherzer? Yeah, it's the same thing for Wright that I'm going to say for all the Braves pitchers in this series. Trust your stuff in the zone and trust your defense. I know the defense did let Max Reed down a little bit tonight, but for the most part, the Braves defense pretty much everywhere else is very solid. Orlando Arcia, who's getting to play at second base, a couple of really good plays, a big double play. So he's got to be able to trust his stuff, get the sinker down, get those ground balls. And as I said, Freed had to leave early. He had to go to that bullpen. So you're really looking for Kyle Wright to give you some length in this one. So that's what I'm hoping for with him. For the Braves offense, look, Max Scherzer is no walk in the park. He has been – he's 3-0 and against the Braves this year. I know coming into the season, you know, the Braves have had some success against him, but this year not so much. So you're going to, again, have to take advantage. He makes a mistake. You make him pay. You know, by no means am I trying to say that the game on Friday was ugly. Most You know, the Braves played a good game for the most part, and I really did like – their approach offensively. I know they had a bunch of strikeouts, but I thought the at-bats, you know, were very competitive at-bats. Jacob DeGrom's just maybe one of the best pitchers of all time. So right. you're going to have to come out and have that, you know, same good approach 
you know, be aggressive against Scherzer early, then try to work the counts and see what you can do against him. And again, take advantage when he makes a mistake because he's not going to make many, uh, but they will be there. And hopefully the Braves can take advantage and uh, get another lead early and then try to get into that Mets bullpen before they get to Edwin Diaz. Yeah. I mean, that's the secret is don't let it get to Diaz with the Mets in front. And he's been the best reliever in all of baseball. Max Scherzer has been one of the best pitchers in all of baseball for the last decade or so. So it's a tall order for the Braves. They will turn to Kyle Wright, who has had an absolutely outstanding season, a career best year, the only 20-game winner in Major League Baseball. And this is not one of those where, you know, he gutted it out and the Braves scored him 10 runs per game to get there. He has been a quality start machine for Atlanta. They could certainly use another one of those on Saturday night. Mets to lead the season series now 9-8, to eight, so the Braves will look to even that up. And then, of course, you know what it means in the finale. If, it, if the team gets an uh, a opportunity for a sweep like the Braves would be looking for here, not only would they be able to take that lead and control their own destiny heading into the final series of the year, but they'd also be able to take over that tiebreaker, which the Mets have held on to pretty much since the first few meetings between these two clubs, in particular, taking four out of five at City Field earlier this summer. So that's what's going on. We all know what it is. The National League East, a battle between two of the best teams in this league and two teams that are entering with eyes on winning this division. The Braves for a fifth consecutive time, the Mets for the first time in quite a while. So we'll see how it all plays out on Saturday night. 7.20 p.m. Eastern time, the first pitch, Kyle Wright. And Max Scherzer is your pitching matchup. That'll do it for us here on the Braves Postcast. As always, want to remind you, subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta here on YouTube and to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. Good night for Atlanta. They got the offense they needed, the pitching they needed, and it all added up to a 5-2 win over the New York Mets in game one of a three-game series. For Jake Mastriani, I'm Grant McCauley. We'll come to you after game two on Saturday night. And until then, so long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked on Yankees. Locked on Mariners. Locked on Mets. Locked on Angels. And you're listening to Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. 